Welcome to the first episode of Whiskey Made Woman podcast with me, your host, Bunny Loveshock. In this podcast, we're going to be exploring your life, my life, our love stories, our shared bonds with land and nature, the treasure of folklore, and so much more. And of course, we're also going to absolutely be having a conversation about whiskey. But for today, episode zero. Zero one, you are so very, very welcome here. This has been such a long time in the making, hasn't it? For those of you that are listening that have known me for a long time, thank you for holding this vision in your heart with me. <laughs> thank you for being like, please create the podcast, please create the podcast, please create the podcast. And here we are. And for those of you that are listening for the first time, you are so very welcome here. You were and are a stranger that I already care about. And I really, really look forward to us getting to know one another better. Today is really going to be, I'm going to be honest, a riff on magic and life and love. I would invite you to curry in, as we say in Scotland, which is basically to find a wee snuggly corner and, to, you know, pop yourself under a blanket, get a wee cup of tea, or indeed, if it is a cocktail hour or a space in time where, you know, you like your wee dram yourself, then please go ahead and enjoy that too. You know, being a whiskey made woman is something that we are going to discover the meaning of together across this podcast. There aren't going to be seasons. We're going to roll and roll and roll. You're going to be able to hang out with me a few times a week. And all those episodes are going to be different lengths with the voice of me, the voice of me. <laughs> otherwise known as my voice. Hello. And also with wonderful, wonderful guests. And here's the thing about guests, which is already happening. We all each know fabulous people, don't we? We just know some of the most spectacular people on the planet. And every time I interview someone, the person that I'm having the conversation with always says to me, do you know who you should have a conversation with? And then that leads to this gorgeous love letter being passed to a next heart and then that person being invited and then us getting to have a conversation again another stranger that I already care about you know at our heart at our core humans are innately generous we are we're born to thrive we're born to exist in a in a state of well self-actualization if we borrow from Maslow's arc hierarchy. Gosh, we got there quick. I couldn't even get the words out. I was like, are we really going to talk about Maslow in the first episode? Apparently we are. <laughs> and this is the thing about these episodes with me. We're going to see what's on my heart and then it'll come through my voice, which is just such a wonderful thing. And I hope that really encourages you to follow your heart too. You know, to just allow yourself to be in conversation with me via this podcast, via other people. Again, I'm so excited I can hardly get my words out. And by the way, I am not going to edit any of this out, especially for episode one. Especially for episode one. Humans are innately wonderful. When we are in a place of self-regulation, co-regulation, when we are able to open the curtains, you know, open the curtains as I've always spoken about it, or 
open the windows of our souls so that we can let that gorgeous spring breeze flutter in and just, you know, kind of gently bump up against the cobwebs of us, we start to be able to perceive more in the world as opposed to less. You know, it's like if you are asleep and you wake up during the night, apart from this full moon that we've had, because it is sweet friends, also Halloween. And we've just come out of an enormous set of eclipses and a wonderful full moon. And as she is beginning to rest her edges, there's still this incredible moonlight that, you know, if you were to wake up at this time in the Northern Hemisphere, then you would see that light. It would be there. It's always there. You know, the moon is always there. We just we just can't see her. Similarly to light, you know, the light is always there, but sometimes we have to be the one that activates it in ourself or we have to be the one that lights the candle. I'll be doing that, by the way, and that's something that I do over and over as a devotional. As many of you know, I welcome your requests for prayers. I welcome your requests to be held in the sacred heart of prayer. And these are non-denominational, all-faith prayers that are essentially, again, another love letter, another love letter from, from me to you. And as humans, if we wake up in the middle of the night and we discover that it is incredibly dark, you know, it's the curtains are still there. The light is still there. And sometimes it takes us again to light the candle, to switch on the light, to trust what we know is there, even though we can't see it. But if we exist in a place where we constantly keep the curtains closed, it can be very, very difficult to get a sense of what's around us, what our perspective is. We'll only see a wee glimmer. We'll only see a wee glimmer and not a glimmer as I think of it in the magical sense, which, you know, a glimmer for me, which I've used, I think, since I was a kid, which is going back some, by the way, which is going back some years. But, you know, a wee glimmer for me is this sense of something that's coming that I can have an instinct for. I'm rubbing my... um my fingers and my thumbs together, or perhaps I'm rubbing my thumbs and my fingers together in this magic is at our fingertips sensory exploration, which always reveals itself when I'm when I'm sensing into magic. It's difficult for me not to sense into magic. I do believe that, you know, magic is real. I believe that as humans, we are innately magic. I believe that all species are innately magic. And again, when we thrive, when we're in our heart, when we're taking care of ourselves, when we're in a place where we're well resourced and rested, we're able to see more of the world. We're able to see more love. When we're unrested and we're itchy, as I think of it, when we're irritated, you know, when we lead to a space of frustration or possibly, you know, frustration is actually better than anger. Anger is better than rage. But when all those things of us are sort of at the silt of us, you know, they're, they're sort of swinging around our bodies and our minds and we're making meaning of those sensations it can be really difficult to see the good in the world and yet there is much good. There is much hope. And what isn't love is being illuminated, is being illuminated. And therefore there's an opportunity to bring love to that too, from a place of tenderness and of course from a place of innocence. When I was wee, which means small in Scotland, you know, when I was wee, I had this I had this profound desire to understand, 
you know, what was at the heart of another person. And as a wee kid, uh, and still to an extent, I suppose I'd, I'd do it, although I will say I don't clamber up on strangers in the same way that I did as when I was a toddler. There's a wee bit of a difference between, you know, somebody that's a foot and a half tall and somebody that's just a bit taller than that these days. <laughs> But, you know, there is this innate sense that I had as a kid of wanting to hold people's faces and find them, find them between their eyes, you know, find them behind their fear. I wanted to see the soul of them come forward via the windows, you know, that are the eyes. It's so interesting to me that there is a theme of windows and a theme of widening the window and a theme of opening the curtain that has existed with me my entire life whether it was as that toddler that was looking for the soul and the love behind the eyes that I was in front of, whether it was the dancer or the actor that was coming out from behind stage if I was on the stage. Indeed, I I spent an equal amount producing events and magic all over the world as I did on the stage. And I find myself returning to this stage as well. You know, one of my recent hobbies and passions that I've taken up again is swordplay. When I was a kid, I was denied fencing classes because apparently I was too little and I was a girl. And so I just want to say to you, if there's a hobby or a passion that you had when you were wee, that if I had held your face then or now and you would have allowed yourself to dream, your dreams can come forward. You're allowed to do what you want to do. We often hear that actually who we were as children is is who we return to. And I, my hope, my prayer, my intention via this podcast and our stories and indeed, you know, my work as a, a mentor and a guide and, yeah, you know, a meditator and somebody that if you just like my vibe, my frequency, my energy, you can come and hang out with me. You know, I have this gorgeous, gorgeous membership called Abundant Heart. We meet every week and it is a place to come and be held and it's a place to come and share the good and it's also a place to come and share the challenge in. It's a place where we meditate and, you know, I've had meditation practice for over 30 years. I've always meditated and in fact again when I was wee I wanted my grandpa to build to build me a pyramid so that I could meditate in it. I was seven. Can you imagine? I had this vision. I was obsessed with Mesopotamia in Egypt and the language thereof. And at the, you know, our original lands and the, the motherlands of all of all of that area, you know, Egypt and Africa and all of the magic that exists there. And I just had this real sense if I could get back there. I didn't really know what back there meant, but, you know, if I could get back there, even a sort of, a, we'd call that from the Enneagram, you know, perspective, the Enneagram being a at its most naivest, a personality tool, at its most beautiful and wonderful uh, access to the roadmap of your soul. You know, we'd, we, we would refer to that via the Enneagram as a sort of sense of nostalgia. When we can get back there, things will be okay. My getting back there was Egypt. Absolutely obsessed. And I wanted my grandpa to build me a pyramid, which um, in the end he did fathom something quite interesting. And I would, it was basically like a tent, a pointy tent. And I would pop in and out of there as even as a kid to meditate you know, even to meditate. So I've always been somebody that's had a faith in the unseen. I've always believed in magic. And more recently, I really, really understand, again, magic as an innateness. It's often in what the Japanese refer to as hand love. 
it's in how we cook, it's in how we how we dress and adorn ourselves, it's in how we bathe. You know, there is a there is um you know it's like I when I cook I love that there's so many thoughts run through my head then. And, you know, again, if you're new here, thank you for coming on a spiral of a journey because how I speak and teach and offer is is quite liminal. But we'll always get back to the point. And for those of you, you know, that have heard me for a long time, you'll be you'll be used to the rhythm and the flow of this magic as well. But, you know, in hand love, you know, when I cook, I do think of it as, in a way, adding a little bit of my heart into everything. I remember when I was living out in LA for a while and I was writing whilst I was out there and just again getting a sense of the frequency of the place, the feel of the place. And there was some gathering um, courtesy of the wonderful friends that I was I was staying with in Santa Monica at the time. And I had prepared this platter of what I would consider very simple food. But actually the time and just the taking a wee bit of care and blessing the food and offering some love and sharing in the magic allowed me to then offer something that, although it was very humble, it was so delicious. And there's this gorgeous moment as people were picking up these these kind of nibbly bits. And I remember one of the guests saying, wait, hang on. What 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 is happening here? What what is this? What is what what is this? And, you know, that to me is love. You know, that to me is unconditional love. When we can be so present to the power that's in our own palms, that actually we can imbue ourselves, we can bring our own hands to our own hearts and give ourselves a little bit of healing. We can extend our palms out to the world and give the world a wee bit of healing as well. And, you know, we can also do this across our food and our water, our baths or our showers. We can give thanks to everything that comes from the land. But this, to me, sums up part of what it is to be a whiskey-made woman, to be connected to ourselves and be connected to earth so that when our peace is disturbed, we can get home to love more quickly. We can get home to love more quickly. You know, meditating is never, ever about having no thoughts. It's, it's actually about observing the thoughts and dare I say it you know not trusting your thoughts just being like oh look that's so interesting look at that or that is not interesting at all meditation for me is is one of the reasons that I can move as a relaxed woman in the world that I can remain calm and calmness can be a superpower as long as nobody's telling you to calm down isn't that the worst See, when somebody says, just calm down, you're like, you just F off. (laughs) That is not the medicine I need right now. Thank you so much. No, thank you. So there is such interesting spaces for us to converse about and to spend time in, to look at what it is to become a self-expressed, you know, a wholeness in ourself and become a, a fully expressed person and to feel really secure and safe and joyous and relaxed and to experience ourselves pleasurably, happily, 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 happily. That was also my go-to as a kid. When I held those adult faces and looked for those souls and that love, I would often say, happy, 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 happy. It's extraordinary to me that capacity for love that I had even as a kid. And we so see that in our children and our wee ones now. And we can see that in our inner ones too. Happy, happy. 
you know, just looking, just checking, just seeing. Hmm. I'm quite moved sharing that. And that's the that's the power of these conversations that we get to have. There'll be nothing that's edited out. And that's my body, that's my biology with that exhale, feeling relief. We're not going to do any fake perfectionism here. We're not going to make sure everything makes 100% sense. The only intention is that everything is absolutely full of love. And so for the purposes of zero, zero one, (laughs) episode one of Whiskey Made Woman, I am going to say bon voyage for today, but fear not because I'll be back in a mere couple of days with another wee mini episode just full of love and full of magic. I would really invite you to leave a loving review you know, and to reach out if you're interested in Abundant Heart, why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you want to come and spend, you know, a wee bit of time every week in for your heart with me and a beautiful global community of people? If it feels right, you can just reach out. We'll make sure you've got the contact details to be able to do that. And the easiest way is just drop me a message on Instagram, actually. Just drop me a message on Instagram at loveshock. And shock is S-C-H-O-C-K. There's only one of those in the world, I can assure you of that. There's only one love shock. So thanks so much. Thanks so much, my darling, darling podcast family. You are so, so welcome here. I look forward to sharing more stories, more magic. We're also going to share more meditations, conversations. We're also going to share your questions. So I want more and more and more of those too, so that we can come into a place of loving support, generosity and goodness Take a wee bit of time today to take in the good. Put a hand on your heart and take in the good. Give yourself some space away just to reconnect with your heart and with nature. And for now, I'll just say I have so much love for you, sweet love. And I appreciate you. And you're my favourite. You're my favourite. You're my favourite.